Welcome to Ed Ideas, relevant conversations for Christian education. As image bearers of God, we have been created to actually carry out this work of cultivation, unpacking, unfurling, so that making is how we be human. Anytime culture is going through transition and there's significant change, you can either look at it as, hey, this is the worst thing ever, or what an opportunity. We know that all adolescents are asking some really direction-setting questions in their life. The very first thing said about us in the Hebrew Scriptures is not that we are bad, that we are dirty, that we are sinful, that we are shameful, that we are anything. The very first thing said about us is we bear the image of God. All right, thanks for tuning in. This is the Ed Ideas Show, and my name is Brandon Tatum. Today I'm interviewing Amanda Kopischke, the CEO of Incubate to Innovate, as we discuss strategies for navigating ambiguity and complexity. Amanda was on our live at Idea show on Facebook and YouTube Live. If you haven't joined or subscribed, please go to our Facebook page and our YouTube page and like us or subscribe to us. I hope you enjoy the conversation as we discuss what I think is a very timely conversation for leaders, specifically Christian school leaders, in the COVID era. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to to visit with us. Tell us a little bit about um, your company and the work you do. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with all of you today. And uh, yes, I am the CEO of a Minneapolis-based company called Incubate to Innovate. And the primary work that we have the privilege of doing is equipping educators with the best pedagogical practices, tools, and we also have an online collaborative learning community. And the goal is to help transform teaching and learning environments and experiences with the hope of impacting students and more effectively preparing them for today's world. Yeah. So that looks different for different schools that we work with, uh, lots of professional development, explorations that we do and we also have the honor of doing quite a bit of uh, ambiguity coaching with school leaders especially uh, this summer given all of the circumstances that we're facing Um, and just working on programming and designing schools for resilience is really a passion that we have. I came across you on LinkedIn and you had recently done a series of videos on strategies for navigating ambiguity and complexity and the timing for that right now is perfect. I mean, leaders um, are, are struggling on many fronts. Educators are struggling on many fronts. Uh, it's a very difficult time. What are you seeing right now as some of these complexities and challenges for leaders? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's been an interesting summer for all of us, whether we're working in the education or ministry space or not, is. Um, the overall greatest challenge that we're facing is navigating that ambiguity and complexity and how do we seek clarity in in making decisions and identifying our next steps. And so we do quite a bit of coaching around what does it look like when we're feeling stuck or if we're actually staying stuck in our decision-making for too long, we, we become frozen. And so, yeah, it's the work that we get to do is uh, unpacking some of those complexities. Obviously, for school leaders right now, they're the, un- the unknown and going into uncharted territory into fall of 2020, trying to identify their school model, what's going to work, and knowing that they might make plans and they may have to change those plans at any given time is it's overwhelming for them right now. Yeah, stuck is an interesting one. And 
Ed, in what ways are you seeing leaders stuck? Like, what does that look, what does that look like to you? Yeah, I think what, uh, in the beginning of the summer, they were getting stuck because they went from spring to summer feeling already overtired and overwhelmed from their experience of the spring. And many of them just put their heads down and wanted to wait until their local authorities gave them direction on what to be planning. So I think a lot of it had to do with not wanting to waste capacity, not wanting to waste time and resources when some of those plans would never make it to fruition. And yet we really coach people to, um, to continue to move forward and to make those plans because there's always learning and growth that can you can glean from that that can be integrated into what you're doing even though it's overwhelming and it's hard right now. Um, the key to not getting stuck or getting frozen is to keep moving. Yeah. And so um, that's why we need each other so that we can continue to help each other move forward. Yeah. You had a phrase that I'd like to tease out a little bit. It's uh, ideation is magnified in collaboration. Ideation is magnified in collaboration. Could you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of opportunities to do whiteboard sessions and to, to facilitate ideation sessions. And um, ideation truly is magnified when we work together. And so it's both yielding the quantity of ideas and solutions we can come up with, but also the quality of those solutions is best done in collaboration. And we, we coach leaders right now. I'll just tell you, when you start to feel stuck or frozen, our tendency is to go into isolation. It's just a natural human instinct. And one of the ways that you can pull yourself out of getting stuck in your decision-making is to make an intentional and conscious choice to do life within a, a collaborative community, whether that's just your school or joining another association or a community where there's diverse perspectives, um, because then you can be magnifying your ideation through that work that you can do together. That's good. I think one of the helpful things we've done for our schools is um, the COVID calls, and we've just gotten on as an association, as administrators, and um, thrown out problems that we're having, and we've tackled some things together, and a bunch of email strings are, are going on, and text message threads, and it is super important that you have community right now. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, uh, you, you know, you've already mentioned um, that, that we're in a difficult situation as leaders, uh, but I want to hear you talk about um, walking down multiple paths at once. That's something that you have talked about in one of your videos. Help us understand what you're saying there. Yeah, I think prior to COVID, the world, even though it was complex and rapidly changing, did have a sense of predictability uh, that we could rely upon. And oftentimes we would come to a fork in the road and we'd be seeking clarity on going one direction or another. And one of the strategies right now when you're leading in uncharted territory or leading in the unknown is to make multiple plans simultaneously. And I know, just I'm sure if anyone's listening to this right now, they might be thinking, really, Amanda, with all of the time and effort and energy we're putting into the summer, you're asking us to do more. Um, but it's really about the learning and the growth that can happen when you're walking down those paths at the same time. And then what you do is when something isn't working, you have to be willing to let go of it really quickly. Or maybe you're walking down a path and as a, as a leader, you see that um, you maybe need to integrate some of the pieces you learned into one of your other paths because the other path is working right now. Um, so just the way that we protect ourselves and, and allow ourselves to feel like we have options, that's my key word when we're doing ambiguity coaching. We want to have options is to choose to walk down multiple paths at once. Whatever your team can manage as you enroll people to help you. Um, obviously the greatest example is most schools are are trying their hardest to plan for an open campus 
potentially a hybrid model of some kind. And then, of course, um, the online virtual uh, distance learning is an option too. So that's like an example, and that's overwhelming trying to work on all of that at the same time. But there is so much to be learned as we do that. Yeah, it, it, so it's interesting. I mean, we have, we have all these different pathways that we should be working on and working towards and these different options, as you say. What about the leader who sees themselves as a perfectionist and really kind of cringes at failure? This is a very difficult moment for that specific leader. What advice do you have to that person? I mean, as a recovering perfectionist myself, I would just say hold your plans really loosely because we're, we're in an interesting time where we, we certainly do not know what is going to work and what's not going to work. Um, we have a phrase, I know you and I have chatted about this before, Brandon, but we say start small, start somewhere, and iterate fast. And that can kind of relieve some pressure for the perfectionist is this is all about solutions that are going to impact the lives of students in the circumstances we're facing. And we have to let go of our perfectionism in order to actually um, do that for the students. And when we start somewhere and we iterate fast, what it allows us to do when we're walking down those paths is we can quickly let go of whatever isn't working glean what is and integrate it into the system and um, holding on to perfectionism just is, is not going to work given the complexity we're facing right now so it actually has been a bit of a relief for me personally so that's an invitation for everyone else to to kind of put their perfectionism aside so we can get through this together yeah i like that i'm just going to reiterate that so you said start small start somewhere and iterate fast I like that. I like those three those three concepts, and um, I think that's helpful. So, decision making um, yep. is. I mean, what one a, a school leader has to make hundreds of decisions a day. Um, it, even in their personal life, they're making decisions. And then you know, I, I talked to a school leader today, and, and it's like everybody comes to them for problems. And they don't have anybody to go send their problems to, right? They're, they're expected to answer and fix everything. So what, what, what advice do you have for decision-making right now? Well, I'll just share two key questions that I have been using um, in, in my business and also in my personal life. I have three teenagers at home, and I'm married, and we're all facing a lot, both personally and professionally. And the first question is, ask yourself, what is your next viable step? Because we used to vision cast, and I do a lot of strategic planning, and we would back step everything when the, when the world was more predictable. And we can still vision cast, but what might it look like if, because things are changing, even not just day by day, sometimes it's hour by hour, identifying what your next viable step is. And then the other question is, who can you enroll to help you? And that goes back to staying in that collaborative spirit. What is the next step, and who can help you? And when I'm, when I'm struggling with what Seeking that clarity, those questions often will help drive the clarity at least and keep me moving forward so that I'm not getting stuck. The other thing I'll just offer is I think it is vitally important to create a culture where risk taking is embraced. And both the leader, the head leader of a school, and in the individual classroom, because the only way we actually can start somewhere and iterate fast and be willing to try things is if the um, what I want to say, the culture is healthy where risk-taking is um, allowed. And so it, sometimes that has to start, though, with a leader modeling that that's okay. And it also creates safety for that failure to be a grow-through-failure moment or a fail-forward moment versus being too hard on ourselves. 
yeah. And, I, and, and we've talked about this a little bit already, but there's this, this feeling that we have to make the right decision. And mm -hmm. these are unprecedented times. There's no way to know what the right decision is at the moment. What do you think, um, specifically in the school setting, what are, what are the parents' expectations of the leader right now? That's a great question. I Honestly, I think for the first time ever, parents are just looking for authenticity and transparency. Um, they are struggling too. Their anxiety is, is rising, just like it is rising for educators and leaders and the students. Um, I think they're just looking for authentic connection and community, and it really has to start with the head leader being willing to create that safety uh, by saying it like it is. And, and maybe even showing their growth and failure moments because we're all going to face them. It's inevitable. Um, and so when the safety can, and trust can be cultivated by the head leader, it really can change the trajectory of a school year. Yeah. I know that's counterintuitive for a lot of leaders, especially those of us that are perfectionistic. We, we want it to be an amazing school year. We want it to look amazing, feel amazing. Um, but I think people are wanting us to have hard and honest conversations. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we enroll more help doing that and get that support that we really need. Yeah, I talked to a college president this week and his phrase was, this could be the best school year we ever have or the worst school year we ever have and I do not know what it's gonna be. And I, I think that's kind of the feeling right now is just the unknown is so scary for us. Absolutely. So if I were to ask you, what is the most practical piece of advice you could give a leader right now, specifically a Christian school leader, what, what would that advice be? Uh, I would I would say lead with empathy and seek to understand. Um, we have uh, change maker mindsets that we use with our company, and one of them is lead with empathy. And of course, uh, Jesus was the perfect example of leading with empathy. But I think there's a, a chance right now for us, given the complexities of COVID-19 and um, all the other things that we faced this summer, to really um, be a good example of leading with empathy, asking those questions, inviting. Um, collaboration is, has never been more important. We have to get through this together. Amanda, this has been uh, a wonderful, great conversation. Thank you so much for uh, letting me have 15 minutes of your time today. And uh, anything else you want to share before we close it up? No, I just wish everybody the best of luck um, as they're leading and navigating the circumstances. And, and I'm incredibly proud of all of you. This is, this is hard work. Well, thank you. This yep. is Amanda Kopischke, CEO of Incubate to Innovate, and we thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, please hit subscribe and follow our podcast. It's important that we continue these relevant conversations for Christian education.